welcome to another episode of the Mad Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Begley, Goni, and Wayne. What is up, Mad Mob? We are here for the week six review. Wayne's winners, Goni's grabs, and the world famous trash bags. Boys, how are we doing after week six? Not too bad. Not too bad. Went undefeated last week, went 8-0, came back this week, um, had some good success. I'll probably lose in maybe two, two leagues this week, so a 6-2 and two isn't looking too bad. Uh, bad. Bad week for Begley. He uh, he went off, he, he went head-to-head in the uh, tank battle in one of our leagues, and he tanked uh, worse than the other one and, and won the matchup, so uh, lost his number one pick. Well, you know, we won't go into it on air, but uh, I, I essentially out-tanked myself, if you want to look at it that way. But it's all right. It is what it is, man. Fantasy football is just an absolute – it's ripping my heart out this year, but I'm in it still. Yeah, it's tough times. Um, speaking of ripping your heart out, uh, we had two doink bets placed uh, this week. Uh, Goni, the floor is yours on, on yours. Let's go. Beggs and I had a straight-up 1v1. Who will have the better fantasy finish? Score more fantasy points this week in the Bills-Chiefs game. He took Devin Singletary, who scored 14.4, I believe. And I took Juju, who won the day for me with a 22.4. Lovely. Wayne, did you have one as well? I, you know what, Goni? I did. I did have one. Mm. I had one with Begley as well. Mm, how'd you do? Uh, I'm a little sore. I'm a little sore down in my nether regions. Uh, it it turns out that it hurts when they smack very hard against a forehead. Ah. Uh. Um, not sure how how Begley's forehead is doing, but uh, we ours was on Amari Cooper. Twelve and a half was the line. Uh, Begley said that he would score under 12.5. I said over, and he scored 14.4. Listen, am I validated? Because the line was going to be 15, right? And I argued because I I knew 15 was a little too high, and it ended up being a little too high. I talked him down to 12.5, and here I am just just pendulum right right on Goni's – not Goni, right on Begley's forehead – Begley, how do you feel after after taking after taking two right to the forehead after this week? I've been chewing aspirin uh, pretty much all day today. You know they weren't bad losses, but it'll be the last time I ever let you talk me down off a line, you yellow belly coward. <laughs> Man, you know what? I'm a coward, but at least I didn't get doinked. Indeed, indeed. I don't even call it a coward. It's just a smart play. I, yeah, I wasn't I, I wasn't comfortable in fifteen. And if I was comfortable in fifteen, the roles would have been reversed. At fourteen and a half, I would argue fifteen was a perfect line for me to set. Well done, me. All right. Uh I will do a quick uh quick review of our crappy team fantasy league. Uh Goni, hey, and keep in mind, people, so when we drafted this, when we drafted our teams, there is no there is no Every every player counts 
There's no bench or anything like that. So injuries is just a zero for you. And now, in this case, uh, bye weeks are just a zero for you. So point totals will probably be lower than normal um, from here on out uh, because we'll have bye weeks and we're just getting those zeros uh, because there's we don't set lineups in this. Um, so Goni, uh, 44.7 this week. I got 60 this week, and Begley got 41.6 this week. Overall totals, Goni is in last with 371.46. I am in second with 471.42, and Begley's in first with 495.9. Moving on to our crappy team draft where we root for the six worst teams in the NFL according to preseason Super Bowl odds. I am in last with a 3-9 record. The Bears and Panthers are on a three-week losing streak each. They suck. Mm. Mm. Uh, Justin Fields sucks. Baker Mayfield sucks. The Panthers suck. Um, Goni is in second at three and eight, solely yes. because the Lions were on a bye. Yes, and the Lions and Jags are also on a three-week skid. Uh, I don't see much grit with with losing a lot, but I see you, Detroit. Uh, Begley in the most comfortable, plush, soft Persian rug of Leeds with a dominant nine and three lead, uh, with the New York, the New York squad, uh, the Giants and Jets is apparently the Mecca of football. Um, they're both on three week winning streak. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Nine and three Jets and Giants, uh, Jets with a win over the Packers this past. I mean, what in the world? Just a reminder, I picked last. You guys had a chance. And can I request like a New York Alicia Keys segment whenever we do this? Just like a little snip. (laughs) We have a lot of season left, but possibly. I mean, the Jets are definitely going to Jets, right? Like there's no doubt about it. I don't – I'm waiting on it. I mean, we're six weeks in. I actually – I believe you're looking for Mary J. Blige there. Not Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys do a cover? Um, I don't know. A, a cover of what? This is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Carry a on. Cover of what? Carry on. You're talking about the New York. Yeah, that's Mary J. Blige. No, I'm talking about a different one. I'll okay. show you. Okay, fair enough. Boo. <laughs> Man, I'm no, glad. I'm glad for it. once I wasn't involved in just a stupid sidetrack rant. I'm always there. Well, it wasn't that stupid. It was it's just so stupid. The dumbest thing a, I've heard all day. It was ten seconds of the podcast. You I, you railroaded ten look, minutes. Look, and Wayne is making it longer as we speak. He can't just move on. He's got to throw his two cents. No, in because I have to put a spotlight on me not being in this. As you continue to be in it. As I'm apparently dipping my toes in it. Fair enough. I'm out. It's your all fault. I'm out. I. Uh, Let's jump into it, shall we? Uh, I start, don't I? Wayne's winners first. Yep. Only only two thirty pointers this week. We've been having a lot of uh, where pretty much the entire thing. I I try and pick about five players with a couple honorable mentions. Um, only two thirty point performances. The top uh, skill position performance was uh, was thirty two points. Um, not a lot of people went nuts this week. I'm not even going to do honorable mentions. So let's let's get into it. We have uh, first a guy that I hated on, 
and I still hate his guts because I lost a doink to him earlier in the year. But here he is showing out. We got Brandon Ayuk, Begley's boy, uh, 28.3, eight receptions on 11 targets for 83 yards, found Pater twice. Brandon Ayuk is is finding finding the end zone pretty often uh, with with Jimmy G. That's a pretty low bar for him to be my boy. Just one singular doink bet on him, but okay, I'll take it. Uh, Amari Cooper's my boy. Anytime, anytime I can doink on the back of somebody, uh, they they got my admiration. <laughs> Fair enough. That's Ayuk's my dog. <laughs> Uh, are, are you all comfortable firing up Brandon Ayuk on a regular basis at this point? Yeah. Because he's, he's been hit or miss, or are you still streaming him based on matchup? Um, I mean, you'd like to see the volume that he got this week. He might be he might be a flex play. Yep. Lock and loaded. Uh, we know Begley's just putting him in the lineup and forgetting he's there. Uh, all right, moving <laughs> on. Familiar face, we got Tyreek Hill. Uh, Teddy B came in, uh, and took over most of the game, hit Tyreek, 15 targets, 12 receptions on 15 targets for 177 yards. I'm telling you, I love, I love these performances as a fantasy owner. I don't, I don't own Tyreek in anything, but whenever I can get almost 30 points off a player who never found the end zone, I love it. And here we go with a 29.7 point performance. Never found the end zone. 12 receptions on 177 yards. I feel like Tyreek's really the only one that gets like close to 200 yards. Is it? It is. Is it his yak? It is. Uh, is he the best receiver in football? Uh, no. No, he's not. He's the fastest. <laughs> and that counts for something for sure. Who's better? Justin Why? Jefferson and Cooper Cup, in my opinion. Okay. Devontae Adams has better hands. I just I, just out of curiosity, does Tyreek have better numbers this year than Jetta? He may. Justin Jefferson had one bad week. That's Two. probably hurting him. Well, he had a career low, like career low game this year, and then he had yeah, he had another one that was probably dud worthy, but yeah, I don't know. It happens to the wide receiver position from time to time. Yep. I mean, yeah, secondary the secondaries can suck, but at the end of the day, they're all NFL athletes. You know, yeah. you, you target, you send two over his way, and it's going to be hard to beat, uh, regardless of how good you are or how quote unquote bad the DBs are. Uh, yep. Moving on, a guy that. <laughs> Tip of the cap, Gone. Tip of the cap to the Wolfpack. Tip of the cap, we we started him. Uh, Deion Jackson. Deion Jackson, a big 28.1 point performance. Uh, He was obviously in there solely because the Colts backfield is demolished. Only rushed it 12 times for 42 yards. He got a touchdown on the ground. Um, 10 for 10. 10 receptions for 79 yards. Um, twenty-eight point one. Unfortunately, he he got hurt, so we really didn't even get to see. He probably would have had a thirty-point performance. Philip Lindsay scored a touchdown after he left the game, also. So yeah, that's very likely. 
Shout Phillip out Lindsay. old quarterbacks, man. Philip Lindsay just he he was nothing that that game for the most part. He just came in to spell Jackson. Jackson was the guy. He was playing the Jonathan Taylor role that entire game. Philip Lindsay, do I? I don't want to get sidetracked, but since since I don't really have a lot of a lot of winners and no honorable mentions, I don't care to sidetrack a little bit. But Philip Lindsay, dude, he looked good in Denver for that one year, and he's just never been that dude again. Every I feel like teams are picking him up in hopes that like he can kind of go back towards that. But like I don't know what it was with that year in Denver where he looked like a stud, but we just haven't seen it since. No. We haven't. Yeah, they say it was his pass blocking. I think there was like a, some article going around the internet that he was like one of the worst pass blockers in the league. Oh, but Goni, do you know who, who he reminds me of? Is Delonte West, just in his appearance. But you guys <laughs> I can that? see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can definitely see that. Delonte Hopefully, he doesn't West. have to follow the same life path as Delonte West. <laughs> well, man. Delonte West is coming back, man. He made a TikTok and he's asking for. Uh, He's asking money? for people to help him, huh? No. I said money. No, he's asking for for help with uh, somebody to help him make a podcast. Oh, okay. Best of luck to him and his endeavors. Give yeah. him our number. He's a uh, friend of the podcast. <laughs> I wouldn't mind having Delonte West as a friend of the podcast. Absolutely, no, I'd it's, love it. It's it's the wrong sports crowd, but. <laughs> All right. I'm sure there's a lot of crossovers. My next, yeah, I mean, if you like basketball, a lot of people are just sports lovers in general. You know what I mean? Like, if anything, if sports is on my, I'll watch cricket if it's on TV. Yeah. Agreed. All right. My next winner, uh, we're, we're back to my boy Josh Allen, tossing it up to Stephon Diggs 13 times for 10 receptions, 148 yards and a tutty. Stephon Diggs. Back on top. We knew we were going to see him again. This isn't. This won't be the last time we see him either. Stephon Diggs, just an absolute stud. Stephon Diggs, better than Tyreek Hill? Yes. A very, very great comparison right there. Yep. Stephon Diggs, one of two 30-point performances this week by a skill position player. Uh, segue into our last guy. Another fella on Goni and I's championship roster that we've just come to love. And you know what? We actually fielded a question about these two guys, um, I think, in the week preview. Um, the highest score for the week, Jamar Chase, with 32.2 points, seven receptions, 132 yards, and two touchdowns. We fielded a question, Jamar Chase or Tyreek Hill straight up redraft this year. Uh, boom! Right, it paid off it, week one. Yeah, it paid off. It paid off it, in the first week. Uh, granted, not by much. Uh, four points. Four points is four points. But you're net positive if you made that trade at this point. Yeah, I still like the trade, man. Yeah, Our absolutely. And Joey B, Joey B, and Jamar connection in the Superdome. It's a magical thing. Joey B yeah. showed up in his Jamar Chase LSU National Championship jersey. Vibes were at an all-time high going into that game. You just knew it was going to be it was going to be nasty. Swaggy. Just dripping with swag. Joe Shiesty. I wish he would have worn the sunglasses. It would have made it way better. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen the weirdos much this year. 
Nah, he he he's been. I, he wore like a suit that would had like a bunch of flowers on it, but that's that's been about as flamboyant as, he, as he's been. Uh, yeah, like I said, not a lot of not a lot of winners this week. Not a lot of crazy ones. Just two thirty point performances. Uh, we had a couple, you know, mid low twenty point games. Uh, Michael Pittman, I see you. Welcome back. Um, it's good to see another good week out of Michael Pittman. Uh, I'm off the top of my head. I think he got like twenty five. Um, yep. I don't have it in front of me. Um, so yeah, that's, that's it. I guess we can go on to Goni's grabs and it just, it wasn't a big week for, I think waivers or winners. And I know you're like, come on, dude, if you're getting 25 out of somebody, you're thrilled. Yes. But when I'm picking, when I'm singling out skill position players and naming their name personally and their stat line, I want to see 30 point performances. (laughs) They gotta be worthy of my words. Yeah, yeah. Essentially. Period. I mean, even so with the waivers, just this week I don't really have a lot of guys for the mad mob this week, and I don't really have anyone that I would throw down a whole lot of fab on. So I mean, it's it'll be quick. Let's get into it, guys. As always, feel free to throw in whenever you want. If you think of someone only got one running back this week and it it it's kind of conditional to be honest with you it's Kenyon Drake uh he went 10 for 119 in a touchdown this week and he he played the majority of the snaps really because JK Dobbins his surgically repaired knee kind of was tightening up on him so he sat a whole lot in the second half um and so I say it's conditional for this because if Dobbins is limited or a no-go next week, I expect uh, Kenyon Drake to get you know most of the work. So, I mean, that's a guy you can put in for. Uh, as far as other running backs on the waiver wire, I don't really see it. Deion Jackson, as we talked about, he left the game. Uh, I don't see Phillip Lindsay being you know the guy there. Jonathan Taylor has a chance to be back. He was supposed to play this game. He practiced towards the end of the week and then he kind of got scratched like a couple hours before the game so i don't don't really see much value for philip Lindsay going forward uh wide receivers Uh, again it's taking a chance robbie anderson only because he got traded to the cardinals following the hollywood brown injury he's going to be taking over the role that hollywood played on the outside he gets the benefit of having d hop DeAndre Hopkins, for those of you who might not know, he will be back from his suspension uh, in the next game. So Robbie Anderson has also a chance to benefit from a better quarterback situation going to Kyler Murray from Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield. You never know. P.J. Walker. We'll see. Yeah, P.J. Walker, exactly. Um, So, yeah, I mean, he's available in 87% of leagues right now. If you're, you're hurting for wide receiver help, Throw a couple bucks on him. You, you never know. No one's going to be, I don't think, running to go get him. Uh, next one's a little deeper. Uh, it's Wandale Robinson from the New York Giants. He's available in 92% of leagues. I like him as a stash right now. He played in his first game since week one. He was out injured. He went three for 37 in a touchdown. So not the craziest line ever, but uh, this offense needs and has been looking for a spark from the passing game. Just forever. They they thought it was Kadarius Tony. They were hoping it was Kenny Galladay when they paid him the bag of money. None of those guys is even playing. Um, they're getting 
you know, production just from from a bunch of randoms and everything. So no one's really breaking out. And I think Wandale Robinson has a chance to um, possibly be that guy. Throw a dollar on him if you need some help. Alec Pierce, I believe he was mentioned last week, but he is still out there on your waivers in some capacity. He went three for 49 in a touchdown this week, and he's seen six-plus targets in each of his last three games. He's also got the Titans and Washington coming up, which are two good matchups. He'd actually be, out of the three I named so far, he'd probably be the first guy I'd go for. I'd throw up to five bucks on him. I wouldn't go anything crazy, but I, I would throw some on him. Yeah, for for somebody like him, he he scored double-digit points um, in a game that Michael Pittman put up 25, Deion Jackson put up 28, Paris Campbell found the end zone. Um, so the fact that he put up double-digit points and – a ton of other people on that offense ate this week is um, positive in my in my opinion. Yeah, I like seeing the target share out of him. How about Paris Campbell one time? Paris Campbell one time scoring scoring a touchdown. He'll never do it again. I'm I'm not endorsing him by any means. Just not that. anymore, at least. <laughs> not anymore. No. Um, tight ends got a couple tight ends. Kate Otten from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Cameron Brait left the field with a head injury. He got carted off again. He just came back from concussion not long ago. Um, you know, so Kate Otten, uh, Tom Brady likes the tight end position. He likes throwing there if there's a decent tight end. Uh, last time Otten was the guy when Brait was out, he caught six of seven targets for 43 yards. So I like him. I like him going forward as well with uh, Tom Brady at the helm. And then Daniel Bellinger. New York Blinger. Blinger. Daniel Blinger. Five for 38 and a touchdown this week. Um, again, it's it's a deep tight end kind of play. His snap share has gone up every week. He, he seems to be becoming more of a fixture in this offense. Uh, and then all I've got for you for the, the last ones, streaming defenses. I've got two for you this week. Patriots defense. They're going against the Bears who, as you know, the Bears' offense is not very good by any means. Patriots are coming off back-to-back great weeks. They had 18 against the Lions. They had 14 against the Browns. There's no reason to think that they won't, you know, limit the Bears' offense and, and put up another double-digit day. Next one might be a little surprising. It's the Jets, the New York Jets. I believe they're the number four DST in fantasy football so far. Uh, they're playing Denver next week. Denver's offense has been terrible as well. They're coming off three straight good games, scoring 12 or more against Pittsburgh, Miami, and Green Bay. They put up 22 against Green Bay. So that's all I've got for you. Let me let me let me revert back a little bit. Just 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 get off track just a little bit for for pure discussion purposes. Is Saquon Barkley? having the Christian McCaffrey effect on a bad team. Um, and and what I mean by that is Saquon Barkley is having a great year and it's making that whole team good. I mean, the Giants are 5-1. and one. Daniel Jones is a piss-poor quarterback, but he's playing okay. Uh, and they're winning games. Is Can we attribute this offensively? To Saquon Barkley, just solely yes. Saquon Barkley, because even if he's not involved, they're worried about him being involved, 
Is he having the Christian McCaffrey effect for the Giants? I mean, he is the number one fantasy running back right now. He's scored a touchdown in every game except for two of them so far. You know, that goes a long way. He's moving the chains. He's catching some passes out of the backfield. Their defense is playing pretty well also, well enough at least to keep him in the games. But, yeah, I, I think this is I what guess, they drafted him to be. I guess here here's another way to kind of rephrase my question or how many wins do the Giants have without Saquon Barkley? Maybe one. Yeah, that's kind of rough. That's a that's a tough ask right there. That's crazy though. I mean, that's just hey, it's crazy how much of a difference somebody like that can make. Because I agree, one maybe two wins. Yeah, a five and one team going to maybe two and four because of one singular player. So. In, I hate to be like this, but it's like you're just so nervous that Saquon Barkley's going to go down, and then we're just going to see the Giants plummet. Because um, you mentioned Wandale Robinson. Uh, it's one of those things. Saquon makes the passing game better. It's not like the Titans offense where Derrick Henry is the offense. you know. And if Derrick Henry goes down, then the passing game is more utilized and receivers can get more work. It's not that case. In New York, I think that the passing game gets worse if Saquon goes down. Uh, so it's just one of those things. It's just something – I know this is kind of just getting off track, but it's just something I think about whenever I think of picking up uh, you know, receivers or something like that. And I'm a big Wandell yeah, – we're a Kentucky fan. Uh, me and Begley watched them all last year in a Kentucky uniform, and we know that the man is an absolute freak athlete uh, and hope he does awesome. But uh, I just wanted to wanted to hear what y'all thought about the Saquon Barkley being pretty much the only reason the Giants are are doing good. <laughs> he's the MVP yeah. for the team. Yeah, for sure. I think he's the the non quarterback MVP of the league right now, too. Personally, fair. Four and one, man. Four and one. I mean, Jefferson probably has a case too because Minnesota is also rolling, but. Wayne, I'm glad you said that. It's a good segue. Seeing as we are a podcast for the people, B Route 1994 hit us up on on Reddit. He touched the inbox, asked us a question. Um, he asked for a personal favor. So he said he'd listen to the show. We want to throw the question on air. We already answered him. Um, but the trade was Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson, and a 23 1 for Kelsey and Saquon. Uh, Gone and Wayne, would you guys take a minute to kind of explain your reasoning on why you guys smashed Kelsey and Saquon? You want up first, Wayne? Why we smashed, accept it, and he's taking Kelsey and Saquon? Yeah, Correct. I remember this one. Uh, because it makes them an instant winner. Look at what they did this week. Look at what they've done every week. Yeah, I mean – I I think they combined for for almost 40 this week. 30 close close to 40, I think 36 37. Um yeah, and that's and this is coming off a week where Travis Kelsey got four touchdowns. I th- the you have a problem with a lot of skill positions where they have a good week that it's it's hard for them to string together good weeks because teams start game planning for them. But like it just it just doesn't happen with Travis Kelsey and Saquon Barkley. 
just doesn't happen. They just string them together every single week somehow. Also, you're you're getting elite. You're getting elite production out of these two. If you went back four years ago when Saquon Barkley was a rookie in the league, he finished as the RB1 for the entire league. Going into the next draft that year, if you were playing in a redraft, Saquon Barkley was the number one overall pick. Like, for ADP, he was the number one guy. This is the kind of stuff that you were you were wanting out of him. Um, and so he's just been hampered by injuries over the last couple of years. So he hasn't, we haven't really got to see this stuff, but he's fresh running back position is so hard to get elite guys and, you know, have them stay there for the most part. That's, that's something you want, uh, as part of your championship team is an elite running back to carry you. And then having the positional advantage at tight end every single week with Kelsey, the ability to put up 30, like He's one of two guys, would you say? Him and Mark Andrews? I do. How many other tight ends have, have the ability to put up 30 points in a game? It just doesn't happen. No. So it's either you, you have Travis Kelsey or you're just happy with, oh, my tight end got me five points this week. That's nice. So uh, to me, that's easy. It makes you, like Wayne said, an instant contender. Um, still expect great production out of them. Kelsey, I, I expect it from him again next year, to be honest with you. And uh, Saquon, uh, he's got some he's got some mileage left. Yep, B Route nineteen ninety four. Thank you, man, for following and listening and, and hitting us up. We love answering them. There, there you have it. And uh, week one, I would say your trade was a rousing success. So good, good luck in the playoffs. Was that when that question was asked week one? No, it was asked uh, on Friday. Oh, okay. Uh, so it did the first week after making the trade. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Thank um, you for your support. Right. Yes, yeah, man. Sure. Um, all right. Going to the trash bag segment. Um, I'm going to start out with the Brown secondary. Bailey Zappi teabagged you. Your foreheads look like mine this week. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Absolutely atrocious. Who had I me? Mean, Goni, let's talk about this. I'm, I'm a little upset still. They, they fed Tyquan Thornton like a prime Julian Edelman. I played him to tank this week. He dropped 21. I'll trade him to you for a fourth round pick if you want him. Man, I, I can't. I mean, I never trade for Patriots, man. I never, Let, never trade for Patriots. Hey, word on the street is. Bailey Zappi might uh, might be the starter whenever Mac Jones is healthy. No, uh, I, no, I, I I promise you. I just I was watching Monday Night Countdown, and they were literally talking about it, and and they were asked should Bailey Zappi start when Mac Jones is healthy, and all of the people were like, yes, the Patriots are winning. He's playing good. It's two games though. I. I I'm not saying I agree one way or another. I'm just telling you what the analysts on Monday Night Countdown said. That's, we might have I mean, we might have some quarterback drama in New England. That's all I'm saying. Nah, they did the same thing when Jimmy G was was with the Patriots as well. Is he gonna usurp Tom Brady because he's playing well? Nah, nah. Well, Max, Mac Jones, Max, Mac Jones is no Tom Brady. Let's let's. He's a first round pick though. He's got the draft capital. He's our guy. Okay. All right. All right. Second one. Robbie Anderson. 
New name spelling, who dis? Antonio <laughs> Brown, he can streak on the field. Miles Garrett can decapitate a quarterback and bludgeon him with his own skull. You know why? Because they're good. You're not him, guy. You don't have a pedigree. You're dog water. You're trash. You played at Temple in college. Wayne, I bet you didn't know that. <laughs> I had no idea because Nobody Robbie Anderson that. is not even a blip on my radar. Yeah, dude. You know no, who Robbie dude. Anderson is to me? The guy that used to play with DJ Moore. Man. Uh, he's talking noise to his wide receivers coach. Like anyone cares about what he's saying at all. Plus, I don't know if you guys saw, but that coach was about to give him a thousand slaps like E Honda. <laughs> Robbie Anderson talking to uh, he, about, he about got his tail whooped on live e. TV. Honda reference. Uh, he, I, R- Robbie, you didn't want the smoke. You just gave the coach the easiest cut decision of any coach ever in the history of football. They shipped you out before you even left the field, bro. He, Your dog. he kept his helmet on while he was talking that noise, that's for sure. He yeah, just what he looked he like get? a baby, dude. He looked like an absolute baby. Like there's a picture of him of all the wide receivers sitting on the bench together and him sitting on like a like a cooler or something like 10 feet away just pouting. Like you look like a baby. What did they what did the Cardin or Panthers get for him? Couple footballs? Yeah, yeah I was going to say, bro. I mean, a, a pack of tube socks and a $20 gift card, oh. I guess. I don't know. One less sissy in a Panthers uniform. Uh, he uh, made just cut, Goni. I didn't know what the terms of the the trade were. That's all. It it happened so fast that like <laughs> it, the Holly, Hollywood Brown might be an issue. I don't know and all, but it happened so fast that it seemed like the Panthers were like w- would have taken whatever because they they knew they were done with them anyways. It, if this was anybody who was good, it would have been much bigger news. Uh, yeah, cares. yeah, facts. Like, look guy, at, look guy, at the news that AB garnered. Robbie yeah, Anderson like got in his coach's face and all that. And it's just like uh, the Panthers would have would have accepted a a half eaten bag of big league chew for Robbie Anderson. He's awful, bro. All right, the third one. Uh, this will be a first. We're gonna talk about Tommy Brady's marital woes here. Oh no! All right, listen. I've been divorced. And that's and that stuff belongs in the trash bag. So we're going to talk about it. Giselle, he's the greatest of all time. He's a dog. He's the greatest alpha male to ever walk the earth. He's got a cannon for an arm and model looks. You've whipped him down. He looks like Nathan Peterman with crow's feet on game days. <laughs> he he's he's like one inappropriate text away from ending up like Brett Favre. All right, oh. you married you married a football player, Giselle, and you're mad he's playing football. He's 40 years old. He's been playing for 25 years, and now's the time for you to throw a tantrum that that he wants to play football. He missed the warm up cuts with Mikey and Godwin to start the year. Right? I mean, I mean, what else can you ask of the guy? He's screaming at his lineman every play. He's triggered. He knows he lost half of his all-cash signing bonus so she can treat her new Brazilian boyfriend to a, a six-month vacation in Barbados. Football needs Tommy Brady, Giselle. Suck it up. You got two more years left. I mean, guys, is is he done? He looks like he's done. I, 
he doesn't he hadn't looked good for sure this year. Um but the at the same time, like, yeah, you you've dealt with it for a long time. So what's another what's another year? But on top of another year, he he took training camp off and it was fine. He gets an extra day off during the week. So it's not even so he's playing this year, but the time commitment that he's putting in for this year is the most minimal he's put in throughout his entire career. I, honestly, it's showing on the field. And it's not showing in his marriage. You know what I'm saying? Man, 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 man. I mean, you, you for what it's worth. Goat, Tony. It's the goat. For for what it's worth, though, she don't need any of that money. She She's worth like double what he's worth. Isn't that crazy? That's, that's the point. Right? Like, like you she was at the at the top of her profession at one point he's at the top of his i think she still is near the top of her profession she's got like other businesses and stuff well all right so i've i've i was reading that she kind of did something like this in like 2017 she or 2018 or something like that she she got the divorce lawyers together and they they worked it out or whatever and did their thing so I think he just keeps promising her like every year, like, all right, last one, last one. And then fiending at the end of the season, one more. Let me just get one more. And she's probably just sick of it, bro. Uh, she's probably just sick of it. What is she? She's sick of watching her husband dominate the National Football League. She's yeah, sick of just, his success. Just, just sick of dating just an alpha male. Sick of dating a guy that's that's the best that's ever existed in a sport that's been around for over a hundred years. I think it's more about the kids things, bro. He's just, she's just trying to get him home. That's all. Bro, Listen, you know, Tom like, Brady like as a kid with Tommy Brady is my dad. Tom Brady, Tom Brady kisses his kids on the mouth. The love is there. <laughs> the love is there. It's fine. They're on, the, they're on the TV 12 plan. He cares about his kids. You, you don't, you don't kiss your kids on the mouth without being close with them. Like it's okay. Fair enough, I guess. Tony, what is the age for, for your son to where you would not kiss him on the mouth any longer? I don't think I've ever kissed my son on the mouth. <laughs> ever, like not even once. Not even to see like how it was, just to try it. No, you just don't do that. <laughs> my my son's three, and I don't I don't remember the I don't want to say I I never have. But he he literally just turned three, um, less than a week ago, and I couldn't tell you the last time I did. Yeah, no, ain't gonna happen. I don't but know. Just, just take our word for it. You don't. You you're a girl, Dad. You, all you'll have is daughters, softball practices, and cheerleading. And that's fine. Wow. Anyway, Giselle, let him. Let him wear the doppelgangers between his legs, please. Let him finish the year. Wait till the season's over to, to file for divorce if you're going to do it at least. Be a human. Be a human. Yeah, yeah. You're really screwing with my team here. You're really <laughs> screwing with my team, throwing all this divorce stuff on on my quarterback. Mid-season. I, just mid-season. He's playing bad. He's got all these things on his mind. He's having to take all this time off of – off of football because he's worried about losing you, and you're really screwing me, Giselle. Just tell him it's fine. Let him take it. Let him get back into the office on Wednesdays. Get an extra day of film in, and, and let's get him another ring on his finger. 
and then you can think about taking your ring off. But until then, go. just chill out. Come on, Giselle. All right. The fourth one. We're going to talk about the Packers offensive line, gentlemen. 15 sacks on Aaron Rodgers this year. Oh. He, the third most pressured quarterback in the league. The Jets' defensive line look like a living reincarnation of the steel curtain. Your feet work, piss poor. Technique, piss poor. A.J. Dillon, you single-handedly made him a, an absolute fantasy liability this year. He's a scab. I'm ready to sell him for a third-round pick. Aaron Jones, thank God he's getting passing work. Not a good week Aaron for him Rogers, this past week, though. Huh? Not a good week for Aaron Jones this week, though. No, I, I, I it's it's mind blowing. Aaron Rodgers, he's stubborn, nerve, stubborn, stubborn. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> he's passionate he's about that. Very passionate. About hey, hey, put put that put that stutter in the trash bags, my guy. <laughs> Boys, that'll do it for the trash bag segment today. <laughs> Let's, let's just take a quick second because in one of my leagues, I had the very tough decision of, uh, and I think I might have sent a text to you guys on what the opinion was going to be. I have the decision of Zeke, Dylan, Pierce was on a bye this week. I had Antonio Gibson. I didn't want to play him. And then I picked up Eno Benjamin and Deion Jackson. So I knew I was going to play Eno going in. And I... I was like, should I play A.J. Dillon or Deion Jackson? Ended up playing Deion Jackson, but that's Ooh. the combo that I went with this week was Eno Benjamin and Deion Jackson as my running backs. I ended up winning, by the way, though, so it all it all worked imagine out. That, imagine that before the year started. Eight, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But, like, for A.J. Dillon to lose out to both of those guys in, in a matchup with the Jets, you would think they would run over the Jets. It's just the the good, the only saving grace that we got with the Packers having a bad offensive line is Aaron Rodgers is really mobile. <laughs> really mobile. Really mobile. <laughs> you know, he's stubborn enough that, that, that he's going to stand in there and he's going to take licks. Just so he can get up and place blame on every single lineman on the field. <laughs> That's you the realest thing ever. You know he's doing it. Look, I was one of them, right? I I was one of those little one of those little cocky a holes this year in fantasy. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna outsmart everybody and draft Aaron Rodgers in the twelfth round. He's getting disrespected. No, he wasn't. The market was right. He's dog water, and so was the line. He's worst. Man, oh man, he's worst. Joke's on me. Let me Pack let me see what his think. Oh, he's the QB nineteen right now. Yeah, gross. Which, by the way, I did drop him in one of our leagues, and a guy spent seventy five dollars a fab on him. I didn't. We didn't. We you did. said we no. did. No, no, no. He said a guy. guy. Oh yeah. Okay, I was gonna say highly not recommended. And the last segment, I'm gonna go with for the trash bags this week. We're going to talk about the Bears' offense, and I get it. Wayne, before you get on me, I know I'm picking on the slow reader in class, all right? I get it. Dead horse. Look, look, the commanders did everything they could do to lose the game. 
I, they didn't want to win, I promise. Brian Robinson was forced into action carrying a colostomy bag. Carson Wentz threw every pass with his eyes closed. Offensive line looked like they took bribes before the game started. Their secondary has allowed receiving, jug- receiving juggernauts, Noah Brown, Zay Jones, and Westbrook Akine, to post their season highs. They just had to score twice, Coney. They had to score two times in a 2022 NFL game, and they win. Three drives got into the red zone, seven total points. Fields continues to look like he moved from the wide receiver position to the quarterback position about two weeks ago. He holds the ball until the pocket completely breaks down, and then looks like Draymond Green trying to sell a charge, trying to draw a, 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 a PI or a uh, roughing the passer penalty. It's awful. Darnell Mooney is wearing oven mitts to catch the ball. Cole Komet is is out there doing essentially cardio. David Montgomery has a really strong base of CTE building, running halfback dives <laughs> into a crowded box. Man, why is this offense on primetime, Wayne? They, it's they're on primetime next week too. Why? No, really. Mon- Monday Night Football Patriots. Yep. Well, the Patriots deserve to be there, but you know, come on, y'all don't have Tom Brady anymore. You don't deserve to be there. Man, our record Listen, is probably can I, better can than I, yours. Can I toot my own record? What's can your t- record? We're not talking about that. We've already talked about that. I just want to know. What, what's, what's the record? What's the record? 500. Nah, is it really? Yeah. Okay, so we have, we have the same record as you. Okay, you look stupid. Bailey right, Zappi. Bailey uh, Zappi. Listen, Begley, can sucks. I toot my own horn for a second, Beggs? No. Uh, yeah, this is your segment to do that in. So, yeah, you go ahead. I'll toot it quickly. You're right. The Bears, the Bears are a dead horse that we're just sitting over here demolishing the carcass on the side of the road. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, but in the week preview, I said Darnell Mooney would get between 12 and 15 this week. He got 13.8. He should have got you 30. Listen, we thought there Darnell Mooney was going to be a solid – fi- we thought Mooney was going to be a solid 15 to 20 point guy on a regular basis this year, but that's because that's because Goni shanghaied us into believing Justin Fields had any sort of talent. I just shanghaied you into believing he had more talent than Zach Wilson, which he does. So I was right. Uh, you're welcome for that. I hope you drafted Justin Fields over Zach Wilson in your drafts. And uh, that's that's what I'm here for. That's exactly what I'm here for. Uh, he throws for 194 yards, and all of a sudden the Fields fans come out of the w- I will say, I will say one thing. Uh, it's it's a saying in football. Uh, you can't win if you throw footballs off of people's helmets for interceptions. And that is a saying Fields. in football. I think I saw it on a sign in a locker room. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those inspirational quotes um, yeah, that I've seen uh, out there. They, like I, Justin like, Fields. We had it in our high school one. Like we'd hit it on the way out. Yeah. Can't win go. football games unless you – if you throw it let's off talk, people's helmets. Let's talk about that throw, Gunny. It wasn't like the, the laces glanced off the top of the helmet. He hit the guy square in the bridge of the nose. Yeah, he looked like Adam Sandler in the longest yard when he was getting back at the refs, except he was just off the face mask, just as hard as he could. Just boom, straight up in the air, like 20 yards uh, up. And a lineman picks it off and end of the drive. Go back to the Go back to the bench. It's awful. Hey, you know, look, wide, wide, uh, quarterbacks out of Ohio State, they don't make good pros. C.J. Stroud's supposed to be quarterback one to three, depending on w- w- what you read. I'm, I'm staying away next year. Yeah, I don't want him. 
I don't want any part of him. Listen, Justin Fields is is six three, man. He's he's not supposed to be doing that. That's a, that's a Kyler Murray thing. Kyler Murray and Russ Wilson are supposed to be doing that, not six three quarterbacks. He, if the ball didn't hit the lineman in the face, it was it was landing three yards in front of him. What's what, what does the release point have to be when you're trying to throw a ball downfield as a six foot three human being and you hit the head of someone that's six five? four feet in front of you like what is what's the release point because you got to think he's releasing it probably a skosh over him probably at about six feet four inches and he's trying to throw it at a trajectory to where it's gonna go 15 yards downfield and I, I i don't understand like the release point that has to happen for a man of his height to hit somebody just a couple inches taller than him four feet further down it's ugly i hate watching him play I hate watching the Bears play, period. Man, and just think, as bad as he is, Zach Wilson is worse. Listen, Zach Wilson isn't worse. He's undefeated. He 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 put up – well, he didn't do anything, but the Jets put up 27 points this week, and he scored a whopping four and a half for fantasy purposes. Just saying. Can we – Can yes, we, we just can. put that entire Thursday night football game in the trash bags? Do you mind? You know what? I, I thought about it, but I didn't because it's kind of what we expected, right? Like nobody went into that thing and that was going to be a real humdinger of a game. That's fair. You're right. So I, you know, the trash bags say, like I said, I, I, I picked on the slow reader in class with the Bears, but they were even more Bears than they should have been, you know? Well, I try, to, I, try well, to go for the, I don't want to go for the low-hanging fruit here on this segment. Well, I know, but at the, that being said, uh, in a league where you're not tanking, you started Carson Wentz and Terry McLaurin, so you didn't think it was going to be too bad. I started, Terry, I started uh, Carson Wentz in four leagues this so, week. So you had to think there had to be some bit of offensive action, right? I thought he would have thrown for a touchdown at minimum, sure. Or 100 yards. Did you think he was going to hit 100 yards? I <laughs> thought he'd do something of the like. He did not. He did nothing. Instead, he broke every phalange on his throwing hand and just handed the ball <laughs> off. It was infuriating. And he won't be playing football for the next four to six weeks, I believe. It is absolutely infuriating. What a shame. Tyler Somebody's fantasy season is ruined. Man. You know, in my Superflex League, just to tell you my luck in fantasy this year, Justin Herbert... Trey Lance and Carson Wentz were my quarterbacks, and I thought I was set. Justin Herbert's not even doing that great. Yikes. I know. My my record reflects it. <laughs> Terrible. There, there you go, Wayne. I'm going to officially sign off on, on, on the trash. You know what? I'm going to add one more. I'm going to add my fantasy scores into the trash bags while I'm, while I'm sitting here on the topic. I'm fuming. I've got steam coming out of my ears because I'm tired of setting my lineups every week to drop a drop a hot 79. This whole year could just go in the trash bags. Can I can I take this for one league in particular? No, it's over with. I'm going to sign off on the trash bag segment. You want to take us away, Jeeves? All right, uh, Mad Mob uh, 53.1. <laughs> Oh man, a hot fifty-three, dude. It's 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 like that all year, man. It's just one of those years of fantasy. It's miserable. 
We will we'll preface it by saying this is a very traditional PPR league. One quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, one tight end, one defense, one kicker, one flex. Um, and it is – in your defense, Begley, you had Derrick Henry and Josh Jacobs on a bye. I have no clue why Michael Pittman was on your bench. Why? Yeah. Have you seen how the Colts have been playing? Yeah, but I've also seen how the Commanders have been playing. Um, and Terry McLaurin made it in there. Uh, yeah, yeah, 53.1. That's rough, man. That's one. Of, I think that is the league low this year. And it, I, it almost assuredly should be the league low all year. It should be the league low for every league that anybody's in this year. Yes, but I, yeah, I, do, I don't feel right. Um, I don't feel right. I don't feel right dogging you without dogging my um, other league where I'm now one in five. Um, I'm doing pretty good in in all leagues. Uh, decent. I'm three and three in that league with you now, but I'm also sitting on D Hop. There's only like four bench players in this, so I've been sitting on that. It's hard to stream. Um, DJ Moore's really killing that. Uh, man, our Lexus league. I'm just taking some L's in that one, man. Yeah, it happens, man. It's just uh, it's a tough year. It's a tough year. But but then I look at it, and it's like I've scored a decent amount of points. But man, I, I'm I'm top tier. I've had the second most points scored against me. It's just one of those years where everybody's just they go up against my average team i drafted okay my team nobody nobody goes up against my team and they're like oh crap i mean i have an okay team it's it's definitely not good it's definitely not worthy of a one in five start it's just one of those years and 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 i bring up these things to say like sometimes you can do good in fantasy in the draft and the waivers but fantasy there's there's a there's a pinch of luck involved you know sometimes you just get uh, everybody's a game. Like uh, in this league, I played against Travis Kelsey when he scored four touchdowns, and I played against uh, I played against a guy who had Amon Ra and Eckler and T.J. Hawkinson when they all. No, no, no. I played against Hawkinson when he dropped forty. I played against a guy that had Amon Ra and Tyreek when they both dropped thirty. It's just it's been one of those leagues. It's fantasy. It yeah. happens. It's rough. Yeah. I, last year was one of those years where everybody you put in your lineup hits. You know, all your long shots hit. So it's just, I was due. I was due for one of these kind of years. Yeah, it's it's rough times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, not not looking. Uh, I love how we've already done the preview for um, the Monday Night Football. I'm already not looking forward to that. What a bad week. Monday. Bears. Bears. Patriots. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Belichick's going to, I mean, you know he's going to give Fields nothing. I, so he, but yeah, but I th- it sucks for Belichick because isn't he going to take over like the all-time winningest coach record with this game or something like that? 
or no. take, get second place or something like that? He'll he'll get second if he wins this, but he's still like twenty games out. What a brutal way to take second place. Monday night football against the Bears. It's all not right. brutal at all. I'll take it all the wins I can get. What a homer. I mean, yeah. when you have as many wins as he does, they're all the same, man. Same thing with Tom Brady, you know. But the Bucks suck, and so I'm glad I don't have to watch them on Monday this week. That's just rude, man. It's uncalled no, for. I'm just saying. I'm just true, saying. True man. colors, Mad Mom. True colors. He's rude. He's the worst. Your He's a bad guy. Pretty bad. He's a bad guy. <laughs> He's a bad guy. <laughs> all right, Mad Mom. We'll see you uh, Thursday, the Thursday morning episode where we will go over the 1 o'clock games and possibly take some questions at the end of that one. Um, yeah, we should. We're, we're in bye weeks now, so the Q&As will probably be a regular thing at the end of these episodes. Divorce papers for MVP. Man, Ouch. why'd you do that? Ouch. I was going to take high-end divorce lawyers for MVP. Let's go. Man. I, 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 it's it's mind-blowing. Aaron Rodgers, he's stubborner, stubborn, stubborn, stubborn. <laughs> 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 